0: Hey, hey, this is Megan and you're listening to the Salesy Podcast. This is a podcast for a modern business owner where you will learn how to build your business while staying true to yourself at the same time. As a sales expert of the last eight years and a online business owner, I am here to teach you tangible sales techniques rooted in psychology and human behavior. Get your earbuds on and your Salesy notebook out and let's get started today. Welcome back to another episode of Salesy. I actually have a really cool guest for y'all today. Her name is Jelle and she actually focuses on Reels, which is really exciting. I know that's one of the most asked questions that I get of how to start integrating Reels into Instagram content. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. Me too. Uh, So we just kind of dive right in because it is such a short episode. When it comes specifically to Instagram and reels and people wanting
1: to start, like, what's the best advice you would give someone? I guess the first thing that comes to mind is just start, (laughs) because I think for a lot of people, um, they kind of get paralyzed and there's a lot of information out there and they're a little nervous maybe to show up. So they kind of just don't post anything. And then, um, you know, obviously just one of the best things, probably, probably just the best rule in like business, right. It's just to start and just to do the thing that you're scared of. Um, But then after that, I would say like, okay, if like, you know, business owner is showing up and is trying to make reels. Um, I think going in there, go trying to create content like blind is really not smart. So definitely having some sort of plan in place, right? Like everyone always talks about strategy, strategy, strategy. It's kind of like a buzzword, but, um, you know, I could probably get more into this, but definitely having some sort of plan strategy, um, was probably the, probably what really helped me when I first started my business, um, you know, I would try to create content like off the cuff and it just never worked. And once I started getting a little bit more organized and really trying to go deeper into what I was trying to do with video, um, was when I started to see my own account grow. And then also I implemented that for clients. So yeah, long answer.
0: (laughs) That's okay. We love long answers here. And I really like how you talk about, you know, at first you just want to get started. You just want to take messy action. And I think, you know, I don't think I know for a lot of people, it's overwhelming to start with video. I think of my own journey, like three years ago when I started showing up on Instagram stories And it's very scary in the beginning, but it is one of those things like if you have intentions of, you know, growing a personal brand or speaking on stages or even having a podcast like this, like reels and video is a really good place to start. I like Mm -hmm. that you touched on having a strategy and how strategy can actually be kind of a buzzword. When it comes to you and your clients and making content, I have noticed that it's not always face to cam. Like you have used like some stock video before. Can you Mm kind of dive in a little bit deeper about like strategy and how someone who maybe doesn't want to do face to cam yet could like utilize some of the stock video that you have done with your clients and yourself?
1: Yeah. So every business owner is different. Every client of mine is different. And with that um, really trying to like, so when I, before I even start making content for a client, you know, we get on these strategy calls, but what that really means is like, I really go deep into yes, their business and their goals and what they're doing that month, like what they're selling, any launches coming up, right? Like all the things that you need to know in order to make content for somebody. But what i really am interested in and i think this is um probably what really helps the business owner and a reason why like some of my clients like stay for as long as they do is really trying to understand them and their personality and what they're comfortable with because a lot of people are really like nervous to come on camera and But it's also different. Like for some people, they're totally fine talking to the camera. It almost feels like a story for them, I've heard. But, you know, the lip syncs, they just feel silly. And pointing, they just feel dumb. So the trends are the stumbling block. So, again, it just really depends on the person. Um, With that, like there is so many options for reels. And that is something that I'm always exploring, always experimenting with. And I think if I, I think my clients have seen the most success are the ones that are kind of willing just to try something new, um, you know especially with all all the shifts happening in Instagram, I think there really isn't like a black and white cookie cutter exact way to implement reels. Um, I think there's still a lot of room to kind of try new things out. And with that, um, you know, stock video can work really well for some of my clients. Like for example, I think if you're a coach, sometimes stock video can actually be really cool. Um, brand designers—that's uh, those kind of that industry within itself. Like, I think leverages itself to like definitely use a lot of stock, um, but really anyone—if it—if they get creative enough and you know really try to find on-brand stock you can use that as kind of a placeholder for getting on camera. Now I wouldn't recommend it for all your reels, but it definitely can be done with many. And you could even use those as templates and kind of repurpose, you know, old stuff that you've done um, for future reels. So maybe that's on Canva or, um, you know, somewhere that you can go back and easily edit. Um, And I always recommend editing outside of Instagram with that. So
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree editing outside of Instagram and always storing it outside of Instagram. So when you do log out, you still have your content. And (laughs) I love how you touched that. It's, you know, it's going to be unique to each person versus people thinking that there is kind of this one way to do things. Something that I get asked a lot about, and I would be curious with your input is like, how important is it to follow trends or use trending sounds?
1: Yeah. yeah, that's a good it's, it's a really good question. I get asked that a lot too. I think I mean generally what I try to do with my clients is like half and half. So I try to do trends and trending uh well, okay. So there's a difference between like obviously trends, right? And then trending sounds. So the, the trends is like you know, there's something that is trending on Instagram and people are remaking it to fit their business, right? Like it's usually, it could be a, one of those lip syncs. It could be just, you know, some sort of activity, but then the trending sounds are just sounds that are, you know, trending on Instagram. So I try to use trending sounds in a majority of the reels I make, but it's not all of it. Um, if it doesn't, like if a The big thing with video, and this is why video takes off. This is why video people love video is if you find the right sound, you have the right visual and you invoke a certain emotion. Like people are going to remember it and people are going to be hooked. And sometimes sometimes, a video. For me, when I'm making it for a client or myself, I'm like, you know, none of these trending sounds just work. Like I could scroll for an hour. and I'm like, eh, I actually just thought a, a mainstream song that would actually probably work best. And those performed just fine, right? Um, and I think that's because enough people were hooked in the first three seconds to think it was a decent video and probably watched it all the way through and it took off. So, I would say they're important for sure. It doesn't have to be your entire strategy. Um, of course, you know, original audio now is huge. Um, I think people really do like when, you you know, they see a face and just like kind of hear the person's voice. Like I think that can be really powerful. And maybe even with the trending sound in the background, lower down to like two or three um, just to help with reach. So I think I try to do like 40% trends, 40% original audio. And that 20% is like, I don't know. Like, is there anything different that we can try? Um, Whether it's using a sound from, you know, an editing software or just something very different that like is not just, you know, the basic talking to the camera or trends. So yeah, I think that ratio is good. Um, I've seen that ratio kind of floated around on Instagram. So that's just kind of what I've adopted. Um, and I think what I was doing naturally, but I saw someone put words to it and I can't remember who it was, but I just wanted to preface with that. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I would agree with specifically trends and trending sound, because like not every trend you can also apply to your business. The one I'm thinking about is like at the time of us. Recording this, it's like that corn sound, corn sounded song that's going around that everybody's adopting. And it's like, you know, it doesn't fully make sense for some people, even though it's funny. Yeah. And I think, too, like people get hung up on how to apply this trend versus creating content. The other thing I've heard a lot about, and you've probably also heard this, was kind of like the Gary V line of documenting versus creating to help kind of get over that hump. What's kind of your personal viewpoint with videos and content and kind of how someone maybe they're doing a lot already that they could bring in other pieces?
1: So just a clarifying question like someone that already has a lot of stuff like on their camera roll like how they can utilize that for content is that what you mean or
0: Yeah or even like maybe they're coaching or they have a podcast and they just haven't dipped into reels yet Okay
1: okay Yeah I mean a lot of times people think they have nothing to post where they have like this awesome library of stuff that can totally be real used for reels, um and I think that kind of plays into like the first question you ask: like, what's the number one um tip? It's like just start. And I think for a lot of people, it's just like this overwhelm. It's like I don't, I don't have anything to post. I have nothing to say, or no one wants to hear me on reels. And there's something scary about it because it's new. Um, But I mean, I have many clients who have podcasts who, you know, we take their podcast and repurpose it into 30 second snippets. And it's interesting. And um, Reels help obviously reach a larger audience. So people that wouldn't have even known you had a podcast now know you have a podcast and now maybe follow you. And that's the power of Reels. Um, People that with YouTube videos, you know, if you upload one YouTube video a week, that could be three to four Reels a week right and um so repurposing long form video was huge i think you know blogs you can do a lot of things with blogs you can even put yourself in front of the blog you know make the blog the green screen in the background and talk about the blog and share five takeaways i mean there's so many things but um a lot of people too have a lot of content on their camera rolls already. And maybe that's just from the week. And I, you know, I, do just think my clients like a pick and video dump. I just ask them some of the clients, if it makes sense. And this is probably more photographers, people in the influencer space, but like just dumping everything that they have and me kind of going through it and seeing what can be a real, but you don't need to hire me to do that. You can also do that yourself. So yeah, I mean, Uh something really simple too, just filming yourself working, filming yourself on a coaching call, you know, maybe taking one of the voice notes you sent someone. There's so many things that you can do. Um, and it doesn't have to take a long time. So I think maybe a good way to start with that is like brainstorm like all the all the places you're you're creating content or you know, have places where like you are, like your business is. So do you have a website, do you have a blog, do you have a podcast, all these things? Okay, great. Now what is our way? And then like kind of breaking down even further, like are there ways that I could repurpose that into reels. And that's all I really do for my clients, like repurpose stuff that they already have into video. Um, and yeah, so, and, and okay. But I guess, uh, uh, on the opposite side of that, if you're new business and you don't have a lot of content, sure. That might be a little bit more of a struggle to come up with ideas, but, um, you know, that's okay. You, you will eventually, and it just keep making posts on Instagram, even carousels and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then eventually in like three to six months, you'll be able to also repurpose things. Um, but starting a business is hard with, from all fronts. So,
0: yeah, I mean too, like when it comes to content, a lot of people forget that content truly is a skill. It's not like this, inherent ability, like you're either good or bad at content. Like if I scroll back further enough in my feed, I'm like, whoo, that is uh, probably a post that I never want to see the light of day, but I'm also not going to go ahead and archive that. And part of the process is doing it. I think a lot of people forget that like doing it is going to help you get better. I know the other thing when it comes to reels and video, And you may not want to like touch on this fully because I know it can vary from person to person, but like what analytics do you look at for your clients to know what content is doing well versus maybe content that doesn't like hit the mark?
1: Yeah. um, So it's hard for me to know um, because I'm actually not posting on my clients' accounts, but something that we do talk about is um okay like what overall like how'd you feel and then we do de- like do go a little bit deeper into the data but have you gotten any inquiries yeah okay how'd they find you oh instagram oh did they like happen to mention like anything that maybe how they found you and you know a lot of times my clients are like oh you know they said that specific reel right so those, those are like really tangible ways to know like okay someone found them through reels um you know, the ratio of views and engagement and their followers. And like, there's all these like kind of different formulas of like, really trying to figure out like, okay, did this kind of perform well? But um, yeah, I mean, it's just hard because some you think are going to do super well. And then, you know, they get a little bit more of a lower view and you're like, but why? Like, right. Like all the thing, all the form, the the formula was perfect. The hook was there, all the things were there. Um, And for some of my clients, we've noticed like when they're on camera, for some reason, they just do better. Um, and then for others, you know, there's just a certain style that their audience seems a little bit more engaged with, but it's just hard to know. And that's why I always tell my clients, like, we're going to try everything <laughs> until we could kind of really nail down what you're comfortable with. But then also like more importantly, what your audience is engaging with. So yeah, engagement um views and then also like inquiries new followers and things like that
0: yeah it's always that like one reel that you spent like 0.2 seconds on that gets the most views and then like oh yeah some of of the other ones you spend like time on and it's like
1: (laughs) yeah
0: half the views you normally get um something that I get a lot of and I'm pretty sure you also get in your inbox a lot is viral, like going viral, how to go viral. Obviously there's no formula with you knowing about video and everything that you do with your clients. Like how important is it really for someone to go viral?
1: It's not important at all. Um, like really not, not in the online service provider space. Like it's crazy actually, because I actually have like this fear of going viral because what I don't want is, you know, tons of people to follow me who don't actually care about my business, um, aren't actually going to buy anything for me, who aren't just going to be engaged. Um, which is why a huge thing I tell people is like, do not try to make content just to go viral. Like whether, you know, whatever it is, like make sure that it's pertaining to your business because this has actually happened to like a lot of people I know, like they'll do something really funny and like, it's a personal video. I'm like I'm not saying never have personal content, but it happens to go viral. And then all these people follow them who legitimately could not care that they were, you know, for example, uh, an OBM. Right. So really doesn't matter also because, um, what you need is like the reach with reels is great. Like if you're getting like four to 5k views I and mean, like if you really think about how many accounts that is and like how many spots you probably have to like actually take a client on, like, you know, you need two or three clients next month and 5,000 people are seeing your content opposed to like you know whatever your follower count is for a lot of people it's like 300 400 normally with grid posts um you're doing really well and you know never have i went viral um whatever and i'm booked out so it really isn't that important it's just we got to get the right people to get eyes on your account we got to make sure your account's optimized and ready when they get there and then we got to make sure you have a great offer. And there's so there's all these different things that really go into like making money on Instagram. Um now I'm not I like, guess it's terrible if you get 100,000 views and you no, know, but um you, we got to make sure that like your revenue will increase from that. So it just that's why it's like really important to make content that makes sense for you and, you know, is aligned with your business and all those kind of things. So, no. I mean, I will say like also depends on someone's goals though, right? So like having a bigger follower account, like is really great for certain reasons. And like when you're scaling your business and all those things, um, but for a lot of people where, where they're at and where their goals are, at least the people that come to me, um, virality is just like really not something that we focus on. Um, you know, I've had clients that hit like 20K, maybe 25K, 30K views, but I I don't even know if I would consider that viral. So I also guess what is viral, right? I mean, a lot of people have different definitions, but.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things too, that I think a lot of times we think more is better. And in reality too, like a lot of times when you're consistent, even if you're not going viral, as you mentioned, if you're getting, you know, 5,000 views per reel and you're posting four reels a week, you know, over four weeks, that's 16 reels. That's like the same amount as if one reel went viral. But the difference is, is the frequency is higher for someone to be exposed. I also like that you touched on specifically with viral. I've known people who go viral for things that don't like align with their business. And then it's like, you know, cleaning out followers who have really no interest in what you're doing, which is so hard. I think the yeah. other piece of that is obviously with like video and video marketing and those types of things, how important is the caption? Like how much do we need to be in <laughs> on the caption? Do you actually have to write captions? Like these are the things I want to know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, again, I don't know if there's like a consensus on this from all the video gurus. I my personal opinion and from what i've seen and my experience is that it really doesn't matter. Now, for some reels, right? Like sometimes your reel if your reel is leading the person to read your caption, right? And like you're like, "Hey, like all the information's actually below." Sometimes that actually can be powerful. And you hook the person with the 3 to 5 second reel, they're there and now they want to read your caption. But that's really like 25% of the time. Most of the time, like the real kind of does its job if, I mean, hopefully. Right. And then, um, you know, I think for me, especially when I'm scrolling and it's funny, I've actually done like some market research on this, just like asking people their opinions, but for a lot of people, just captions are super overwhelming and videos like stimulating enough. And they just don't want to read like a long letter after it where captions, like were super powerful, like, when Instagram started and I would say even up to like probably like a year ago, like I really do think they had, they had a really great purpose, but, um, yeah, I mean, just from what I've heard from people and from my clients and, um, just, I guess some of the research I've done is like people are not, super interested in reading long captions anymore now I'm not saying have no caption and just like upload the video um but sometimes like short and sweet is just the way to go um in terms of like the algorithm and like if there's like any like I guess science behind that no um not yet at least Instagram hasn't said anything officially but um yeah so I would say like 25% of the time it probably matters and then also like the hook, like the first line always like, yeah, make that super engaging. If you want someone to ever read anything past that, like make sure that first line, um, has, is well thought out. So,
0: yeah, I would definitely agree with that. This is like a small tangent, but I always think about it with captions. Have you seen on TikTok the whole like conspiracy theory that Leah Michelle doesn't know how to read because she only puts emojis in her caption? Have you seen that? (laughs) No. (laughs) Look it up after this. If you're listening to this episode, look it up. It is like some people have put some heavy time into this conspiracy theory. It's honestly like one of the funniest things. I always think about it when I write captions. I'm like, could I just like put emojis? But I'm like, people know I know how to read. So like, obviously that like that conspiracy. It's funny. While well, we are getting close to the end the last thing that's kind of lingering for me specifically with like video and I know something I've struggled with transitions. How important is it to do a transition?
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm saying a lot of the, like depends on the person, but it kind of does because, um, I I think the main point of reels is, to have your audience engage, of course. And, but to also, like you said, be consistent with and transitions can take so long. And if they're not done well, I think they ruin your entire video. Like if you're going to do a transition, like make sure you're spending a lot of time on it, make sure it looks clean. And if it doesn't, just don't do one. And it's fine. You'll see in my content. Um, I rarely do transitions. I think um you just don't have to, and you, I, I think you know, if you're following a trend that like has a transition in it or, you know, whatever, like, then I'd probably say like, try to do that transition or try to make one, uh, try to do one that's a little bit different and make it your own. But, um, you do not need to be doing transitions in every, every video. And I know people, some people on Instagram, um, you know, some of these coaches and stuff are like, are often doing transitions and it makes you feel like you need to. Um, but then, you know, there's also other people who I follow who are great, who have tons of followers, who are hitting all the goals, probably all the things that someone wants and they don't do any of that. So I would say it's just up to, them. I would say like, if you're, yeah, <laughs> this is probably, what I mean, if, if you don't feel like you are great talking to the camera and that's fine like some people it's just their strength and you know there's other i would say like like look at your skills and like look at yeah. your gifts and like you know if if transitions is just really going to be the only thing that you kind of got like to hook someone and you really feel like you never want to speak to the camera or do anything else and fine maybe spend a little bit more effort on the transitions but um, most of the time a business owner can probably figure out something else to make the video just as enticing and um, you know leverage the same results so
0: yeah I mean honestly it comes down to like what works best for you and the capacity that you want to do and understanding that like You do have to get a little bit uncomfortable, but that is a part of entrepreneurship and owning a business of learning to get uncomfortable and understanding that maybe, you know, in this moment, it doesn't feel super comfortable. I remember like first getting on stories and then, you know, moving to short form video and even like way Mm -hmm. back when, when Instagram was more like photos, like my first first photo shoot, even though I'd been in front of a camera my whole life, it was uncomfortable, but it's all about. Like you said, finding what works for you, what your audience responds to, and being super strategic about it. I have honestly loved this conversation with you. I think it gives a lot of insight too into like taking some messy action. If people want to connect with you more, where can they find you? Where's the best place to connect with you? (laughs)
1: Um, Instagram, but like actually, yeah, I'm only on Instagram. You can't find me on any other social media platform. Well, you could, but I'm not active on any other social media platforms. So just the good old DMs. If you want to say hey, I will respond with a voice note probably. Um, and yeah, so that's the main place that someone could find me if they want to connect. So
0: makes sense that you're only on Instagram if you specialize in reels. Awesome. <laughs> kind of to close out the episode, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone that maybe you haven't mentioned in this episode when it comes to like videos
1: and reels and those types of things? Huh. Um, I would say that's a really good question. I just want to think about it before answering too quick. Um, huh. I would say that Every single person, including myself, who who had, you know, 10 plus years of video experience before coming onto Instagram and using Reels has felt at one point uncomfortable and awkward doing it. And I think it's just really important to remember, like, as you're scrolling and seeing these people that seem to be doing it perfectly, like, go back to their account and scroll down. And Like we talked about, like, you'll see content that's, like, maybe just a little less you know, a little bit more cringe and just not as well um, done. So yeah, everyone at one point had a start. Everyone at one point um, felt weird doing it. Um, No one wakes up and it's just like amazing at Instagram reels, like seriously. And I don't care what their experience is, like it's just very unnatural um, unless they've been on TikTok or a similar platform. I I actually can't think of a platform besides TikTok. So yeah, it's going to be weird and just embrace the weird.
0: I mean, even if they were like way back when in like the Vine days, you know, RIP to Vine, it's still very different too, like you said. Oh, yeah. Like what we think, like Vine, those three second clips, man, if Vine could see Instagram now, it'd be a (laughs) whole different world. But I really love that you touched on the fact of like everybody has cringe stuff and it's just getting more comfortable and doing it and finding what works for you, just like any other skill. So it's been so good talking to you and I'm so excited for them to connect with you more. Thank you so
1: much for having me. Appreciate it. Super
0: fun combo. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. If you have loved today's podcast episode, go ahead and take a moment to rate and review on whatever you choose as your platform to listen rating and reviews help us not only be able to serve you deeper but to bring more people in to learn more about sales if you ever want to check out the behind the scenes go down to the show notes my instagram is always linked and i will see you next wednesday for another episode of Salesy.